Good morning, my name is Barton Shaw. I'm the chairman of the elders this year. Uh, you have almost your entire team up here. Uh, I wanna call out specifically Daryl Douglas, who many of you know is down in Bloomington, sorry, at the Bloomington campus, being uh, with our church family there. Um, and in a little while, I want you to know, be aware, Austin Parker, um, after we're done here, will make his way down to the uh, high school service to be with the students down there um, as they'll be uh, sharing the, the, what we're about to share with you. Um, I want to start by saying this isn't going to, um, this isn't scripted. Part of it will sound scripted or feel scripted because I'm going to read uh, the, the statements that we put out on the website. Uh, many of you have seen those already. Some of you might not have. Um, but the first part of it really isn't. Um, you need to know that we met with the staff last night and had a, a long conversation with them, shared what we're about to share with you. And uh, um, so in an, in, a, in an effort to be transparent and honest and open, then uh, we just decided that it would be best to, to hear from us. Um, and, uh, and tell you what we know to be true, what we believe to be true, and uh, a way to try to figure out how to move forward. So, uh, as most of you know, of course, uh, there are recent allegations that were made in social media that um, involving very serious uh, allegations, accusations uh, toward uh, Caleb Baker for um, inappropriate sexual behavior, sexual misconduct, sexual abuse, um, allegations made about leadership, uh, the elders, the um, senior leadership, including Mike, including um, leadership staff, that um, this was known and that uh, it was swept under the rug or covered up. We want you to know, um, I want you to know that um, we, we love Mike and Sarah dearly. We love this church dearly. And um, we're going we're gonna to tell you what we believe to be true, um, knowing that this is, we're doing this when they are reeling from deep, deep, deep wound and hurt um, from, from Caleb's time in Arizona and what became public recently. Um, we love this church. Um, we love this church and we love the church, the bride of Christ. And so you need to know um, that before, the, uh, before these allegations came in social media, the elders, uh, the elder board, the elders were made aware of a letter that we received back in July. The letter came from another former staff member, also employed here during the time that Caleb was here and the, uh, and the post, uh, the original poster on social media. Um, much of the content of that was the same or very, very similar, that there was uh, sinful, inappropriate, unacceptable behavior, um, that more than one person, woman, victim was affected, that um, that, that we knew, that the staff knew, that everybody knew, but covered it up. 
And, uh, and when attempts were made to try to bring things forward, then people were requested to be silent or discouraged from or not listened to or flat out told, hey, don't say anything. We want you to know that we acted. We took that very seriously. Um, we began a process of, while we believe very strongly that our church culture, in spite of any problems with culture dynamics or anything in the past, we believe that this church culture and staff culture is very good and very healthy and very strong today. Um, but we don't expect you to take our word for it um, because trust has been questioned and eroded in the public. And uh, so to that end, we began the process of uh, requesting, securing a third party, uh, third party audit, third party involvement um, for objective input and review into our our uh, workplace, our church workplace. And so, <clears throat> pardon me, we began that process. Um, the original uh, audit report that came back was very favorable, but it wasn't deep enough and it didn't thoroughly cover the things that we wanted and that we believed were necessary. So we um, made an additional um, direction to our HR department and to our executive pastor uh, to uh, take that audit and expand it to include um, power dynamics within the church, the church culture, um, any kind of whistleblower uh, policy that um, do, do people know where to go if they have a concern and would they be listened to. Um, so that, I, I wanna be very specific um, and not to imply anything that hasn't already been done. So those steps were taken to instruct um, HR and that leadership to pursue that and get those um, third party options back to us <clears throat> so that we could determine how to proceed, which one would be the best to provide us with objective uh, guidance. And shortly after that, um, unfortunately, the, uh, the, the, the stuff started appearing in social media. We want you to know that we um, fully understand and fully embrace and fully accept that um, that kind of outside objective opinion, while vital, um, is also gonna require some um, deep looking into, uh, into us, into our church board, into um, circumstances back then. And, uh, and we want you to know that we're not, we're, we're resolute in that and we are convinced that that's the appropriate way and the right thing to do to be able to do our best to be able to stand in front of all of you and say, um, it's not just us talking, um, we sought outside guidance to try to understand what's happening and our commitment to you is to continue to be transparent through that process. When the allegations in the social media hit, um, we also realized that although we believed that our direction to expand the scope of the audit was 
good and thorough and appropriate, um, the, the publicity, sorry, the public um, allegations that involved other things as well, um, we decided that, that that effort also needs to include a third party uh, that is experienced and well-versed in issues around um, specifically church, uh, clergy abuse, uh, et cetera. So um, that has not been done. An audit hasn't been done yet because this is unfolding. But I think it's important to know that these things were, um, were, were acted on or being acted on. Um, it is, it is fair and right and appropriate to say that um, Mike is uh, absolutely and sincerely and um, utterly sure of um, that, that Caleb's departure um, and the circumstances around that, that the way things were hap that the way things were handled uh, in 2016, uh, 2015, 2016, were appropriate and done. Uh, uh, he he does not believe that um, going back is necessary. Um, because we believe then and we believe now that uh, it is that we need to submit to whatever a third party deems appropriate for us to be able to understand exactly what occurred, not just then, but going forward, that um, that was something that we were gonna do. And, uh, and we um, invited that process for everybody. Um, Mike remained steadfast as we remain steadfast. And so as most of you know, or many of you know by now, we reached an impasse and Mike uh, t tendered his resignation um, and uh, resigned. That was yesterday. Um, um, boy, as hard as this is in so many ways, people fill in their own narratives of what must have happened or I wonder how that went and all that kind of stuff. And so I just, I really want you to know that, um, man, we love Mike, we love Sarah. Um, our heart breaks for all of this. Um, you need to know this about him, that um, he was absolutely not happy with us, absolutely disagreed. That, um, that we were supporting him and that we had his back. But he came to meet with us after he resigned. And you need to know that in the midst of his heartache and uh, all this stuff that they've been dealing with, um, and now this, that he came in, he hugged every one of us, he told every one of us that he loved us. Um, and I genuinely believed it. So you need to know that. Um, but we also know that um, we also need we also we also know that to um, to be transparent and to answer questions.
that, that there needs to be accountability mm -hmm. from this board to you, to the staff, to everyone, um, that we are going to do our best to find what we need to know um, and we're going to use outside experts to objectively help us do that. Um, I'm going to read from the, uh, from the website. Um, you're going to, um, I guess it's important for you to know that um, when Caleb left Eastview, um, the circumstances leading up to and around his departure, uh, the elder board thought, um, thought we knew everything. Um, we, the first word of any indication that there was anything, uh, even like an allegation came when the elder board received, uh, letters purportedly written by two, two individuals, two women, um, accusing, making allegations about, uh, Caleb. Mike did not receive one of those letters. And so um, we looked into it. Um, we learned that those two individuals had not written those letters, um, did not know who had written those letters. Um, and to the best of our understanding and ability and um, did not purport abuse. Um, and so as that continued work uh, evolved to try to understand what had occurred and to try to substantiate um, any other allegations or things that occurred, um, we were not successful in being able to do that at that time. So um, after Caleb had left, the letters were received and Caleb uh, went to Arizona and Several years have gone by until, unfortunately, the recent announcement or recent disclosure that, um, of his infidelity and affair in Arizona. So, of course, uh, that resurfaces and raises questions. And so all it does is resolve us more to try to understand what had occurred in 2015-2016. Uh, um, so... Um, this is not going to be fun. It's not going to be. Uh, it's not going to be easy. But you need to know that we are resigned. That this is the thing to do, and uh, we're going to do it. And as more unfolds, and as we learn more, um, we're, we don't believe that all allegations are by default true. Um, I don't think most people would, but uh, they're serious enough, and there's enough of them um, that that we are learning more and we still have questions about the circumstances leading up um, to those events. So I'm going to read this. Uh, nope. <laughs> My brothers up here are leaving me hanging a little bit um, as far as letting me have the mic the whole time. And uh, I know um, that's levity because I'm uncomfortable um, in 
in, in this situation. I'm not uncomfortable because we're talking about things that need to be spoken about. Um, I'm not uncomfortable with that. I'm uncomfortable because it's hard. <laughs> it's really, really hard. And, um, and there's a lot of people grieving, not the least of which are Mike and Sarah. Um, so, uh, elder response, February 25th, 2023. In recent days, a series of allegations have been made by past members and staff of Eastview Christian Church. The communications specifically address alleged instances of abuse by Caleb Baker, a former pastor, as well as specific instances of alleged abusive power dynamic and cover-up by church leadership in 2016. The allegations raise concern as to the health and culture of Eastview in 2016 and today. The elders and Eastview leadership are committed to responding to these allegations in a godly way that prioritizes truth and the safety and healing of past and current staff members of our church and others who may have been harmed by abuse or an unhealthy culture. We are committed to pursue all allegations to determine what occurred and if there are unknown survivors of abuse. Those survivors deserve to be heard so they can begin the healing process. We are committed to responding to these allegations in an open and transparent manner. To, the aid, to aid the healing, Eastview will make every effort to respond in a God-honoring way. This will require a trauma-informed approach that is honest and transparent while also respecting the privacy of anyone harmed. To that end, the Eastview elders are inviting any who have been harmed to come forward. In the coming days and weeks, we will arrange times for those wishing to speak with elders about instances of abuse or other concerns. If you want the elders to be aware of your concern, we want to hear them. In addition, counseling will be available to those who would like to speak to someone. We anticipate partnering with, the local counseling, with local counseling services so that anyone who may have been harmed can obtain services from someone not associated with Eastview if they like. We understand that some may have lost trust in Eastview or want to remain anonymous. Our hope is that through these partnerships, we can offer healing to those who no longer wish to find healing at Eastview. We also hope this partnership will allow an opportunity for those harmed to maintain anonymity if they choose. While this, really, while this reality saddens us, our priority is the healing and restoration of all involved. The elders also want you to know and understand the experiences that have led to these allegations. We want to make corrections where appropriate, confess where needed, and seek healing for our church. We are, we are aware that our church is not a perfect church. We believe our current work culture is strong and healthy. We believe that we have a missional staff who are valued and empowered and respected. But we are not blind to the reality that our culture has not always been healthy. We, under, we consider the protection and safety of past and present Eastview staff and our members as our highest priority. We are determined to continue an ongoing process of third-party audit and correction where needed. In 2016, after Caleb Baker left Eastview, the Elder Board first became aware of specific allegations of possible abuse through letters that purported to be written by victims of abuse. The elders at the time acted. However, the purported authors of those letters denied that they wrote the letters and stated they had not been victims of abuse. Last July, 
In 2022, the elder team became aware of concerns when a former employee sent the elders a letter that alleged an abusive culture in 2016. Since receiving the July 22 letter, the elders initiated a process for a third party to conduct an audit of Eastview as a workplace. The report from that audit was completed in January 2023, but the elders determined that the audit was not thorough enough, thus the elders requested a second, more detailed audit. This second audit request was finalized by the elder team in the beginning of February before the recent allegations on social media. The elders requested that the audit evaluate current workplace culture, HR policies and procedures, and the elder leadership team policies, procedures with respect to power dynamics, harassment, employee on-off boarding, to determine whether any unknown fear or power culture exists. The elders also directed the audit to address the question of, if staff members need to raise a concern, would they know how to do it, how to express their concern, excuse me, to whom they should go, and if they felt empowered and safe to bring their concern forward? As part of this process, the elders have also been made aware of a certain email communication that may be deemed as abusive. A combination of these most recent allegations by former staff and the news of Caleb Baker's admitted affair with a staff member at Central Church in Phoenix, Arizona, have reinforced to the elders that it is best to continue forward with the independent third-party audit. The goal will be to evaluate the current health and safety of our church staff and workplace culture and determine past facts and errors by church leadership. If additional facts come to light, the elders will forward those to the audit team. Our church is grounded in biblical truth and prayer. So with all sincerity and with no intention of being dismissive, we pray that any harmed will come forward so that we can aggressively evaluate our church to make sure it is safe, it is a safe and healthy place to work. We pray for healing for any who have survived abuse while employed at Eastview. We pray for healing for our church body, for all involved. The elders and staff of ECU remain dedicated to the great work that is done in McLean County and around the world to show Christ's love. We hope through engaging in a transparent review of past and present failures, we can both strengthen and heal our church. I realize that might be brand new um, to many of you or some of you. I realize that many of you have already read that or that's been sent to you. Uh, that information is already on our website. Um, as is, um, as is a means to contact the elders um, or contact um, to raise concerns or um, bring anything forward. <clears throat> the last thing I'm going to read is, uh, is the resignation statement that we uh, also posted yesterday evening. <clears throat> also February 25th, the elders were committed to walking this journey with Mike Baker, endeavoring, endeavoring to support the truth-seeking process to transparently reflect and correct, if necessary. Over the recent days, the elders met in executive session to determine the best path forward. Before decisions were finalized, elders and Eastview leadership removed the Saturday, February 25th edition of Mike Talks, and very soon thereafter, regrettably, Regrettably, Mike submitted his resignation as a senior pastor of Eastview Christian Church. The elders did not call for his resignation. Later on February 25th, the elders met with Mike. 
Then and now, the elders believe that for the health of the church, a third-party involvement is necessary to adequately address the allegations. Mike remains steadfast in his sincere conviction that there is nothing to investigate. However, because the elders were not aware of everything that transpired involving Caleb Baker's departure and the events leading up to it, and we want to be transparent in the process, we reached an impasse. We love and support Mike and Sarah Baker. Our hearts break for their family, and we pray for healing for the Baker family as well as the church they love so well. Um, we know this is hard, <laughs> um, but, but we are resolved. And um, hard things have come and hard things continue to come. We know this is the beginning of a very long, hard road. Um, in a minute, I'm going to ask Adam to share his thoughts. I think it's important for you to know that about half of our team was the elder team um, back in 2015, 2016, and several of our team were not. And Adam is our, our most recent um, member who joined of the team. So I think it's important. We think it's important for you to hear also from somebody um, who joined uh, recently. It's hard. Uh, it's really hard. <laughs> um, but he is. We just sang it. What is he? He is sovereign. He is almighty. He is our redeemer. He is our comfort. Um, he is our hope. And the, the church, Eastview, that, that all of you worshiped in last week and the week before and that our children have grown up in and worshiped in this week, that it, was the, it is the same today steadfast in its devotion to the word and for, for the gospel um, and the ministry and the mission of the church. Um, and we're here to walk through that. Um, I've fumbled long enough. I appreciate your indulgence and your, hopefully your patience with um, what I wish were more eloquent, but um, this is our family and this is a family talk. Adam. Um, so a couple of realities occur to me as I sit up here. 60 days ago, I sat in those seats. I've never been up here on this stage. And the two realities that are dawning on me are, as I sit here, these lights make it hard to see this congregation. <laughs> it's not meant to be a joke, but as my wife shares with me, I'm most often funny when I'm not trying to be. <laughs> the other reality is, 
um, that this isn't scripted. And 60 days ago, you know, I know there's timers and there's production and we're looking at red numbers right now because we've gone over what we were thinking we may. But the truth takes time. Um, I share what I'm about to share with you only because I really felt led to. Um, until 2020, for 13 years, I was a state and federal prosecutor. Um, I walked hard journeys along that road with victims of abuse, both children and adult. I left uh, the Department of Justice as an assistant United States attorney to go into private practice for reasons that aren't necessarily relevant right now other than I felt God calling me to do that. And now as part of my job, I defend people who have been accused of things. Some, the accusations are true. Some, they are not. I've been on both sides of the truth-seeking process. The crucible that is truth discovery is hard. It's messy, um, but it works. And um, when I came on in January, these men were already in the process of trying to do that. I would not stand here, sit here today, if um, I did not believe that what I came into, which is not what I thought I was coming into, was being handled well and being handled appropriately. And um, they brought a former prosecutor onto this elder board, I don't think, you know, with no, no irony, um, but um, they are seeking truth and uh, that's continuing. And I wanted to say a couple things. Um, uh, I was looking for some, a, something for notes this morning as I was trying to gather my thoughts and uh, I grabbed something my wife gave me as a gift recently that I've, I've actually been looking for this week, but it's been a bit of a whirlwind and it's a, it's a journal that just says grateful on the cover. And so I found that to write some notes um, for what I wanted to say. Um, and I want to, uh, I wanted to say a couple other things, but I wanted to read some scripture first. And so I hope you'll allow me as we're well into red numbers now. Sorry, Tyler, if you have heartburn. <laughs> a couple of foundational verses for me over the years as I've been through trials and difficult times. Um, James 1, 2 through 6 and verse 12. Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Let that perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. If any of you lacks wisdom, should ask God who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to you. But when you ask, you must believe and not doubt because the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea blown and tossed by the wind. I want to share with you uh, another one. 
Jeremiah 29, 11. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. I've been a member of this church since I was in college at a time I had just come to know Christ. And I'm sitting here today in large part my growth has been as Christ has used the members of his church, but specifically my children to speak to me. Their growth has been in this place and none of them have ever met Mike Baker. It pains me that he's not here, but we invited him to be part of this process. As Barton said, um, you know, this is the same church today as it was last Sunday. It looks different, but it's the same. Jason Sanderson shared something before service that I think is appropriate in the middle of Jeremiah and James, and that is when the disciples were on the Sea of Galilee, they were in a storm. Jesus sent them onto that sea and the perspective that Jason's wisdom brought that I don't know that I'd ever fully considered is Jesus knew the storm was coming. And that is um, prophetic. Um, I want to share just one more um, prophetic thing with you. Um, last weekend, I was, on a, I was asked to serve on a team, a, a tech team, Teens Encounter Christ. And through that process, I was working with some um, Catholic brothers and sisters that are here in Bloomington Normal. And as we got closer and shared some difficult things and talked about our church, one of them said to me prophetically last weekend, he said, our church, his Catholic church here in town, said our church could learn a lot from Eastview. Um, he wasn't talking about anything from this stage. As we talked, he was talking about you. We talked about community and what it means to be a church and love other people and love the people around you in the community. He was talking about this congregation. He was talking about the people in your seats and how well you love people around you. That was the East View that he said that his church could learn from. Um, that is the East View that is here today. And as we move forward through this, we, with all sincerity, and I stand on the reality that um, we are that East View, and we are going to be honest with you about uh, what happens as this goes forward. Um, while there is a need for objectivity from someone else, because we love this place and have an interest in this place, we want you to know from an objective perspective what happened. But as we become aware of things that we believe to be true, we will share them with you because truth is needed to love well, and you do that. We've gone, uh, we've gone way over um, what the 
the worship team was prepared for. So we're just going to end our time today. Um, and I'm going to ask Chad, um, just Chad, to, to say a prayer over our church, over, um, over all of this. And, um, and then we're going to go back to the throne. And we're going to bow our hearts and we're going to bend our knees and we're going to raise our hands and we are going to hear the word of God as we do every Sunday. And we're going to sing to glorify his name. Um, Heavenly Father, we come to you humbly, Lord. Um, Lord, we are begging for your Holy Spirit to, to pour out into this place. Um, Lord, we are begging for um, we are begging for your spirit of, of truth and unity. Lord, we have nothing. We have nothing to hide. We, but we want to. Um, uh, we want to be fully transparent. We want to, um, Lord. First and foremost, we want to acknowledge that there may be people. There probably are people in our church that are hurting. And Lord, we care so deeply for your people, and we desperately, desperately do not want our people to be hurting. Um, and Lord, if that is the case, uh, pray that this would be a place that would wrap our arms around anyone that is hurt um, and love them well. We say love McLean County, and um, this is one of our best opportunities to do that, to do that well for anyone that is or has been hurt in the past. Uh, Father, we pray and we, we, we say often around here that we are a fearless church. Uh, we are not fearless because we are somehow unafraid and, and, uh, and on our own. Uh, we are fearless only because of your Holy Spirit. And so we ask for your Holy Spirit to enter into all of this right now and to help us be a fearless church. Father, I also acknowledge that uh, that we are not a church uh, that, is, um, that is because of us. We are a church because you've called this church together. You've called every single person into this place. Uh, you have led every single one of us on this journey to this moment for such a time as this, to be a fearless church of Christ followers whose dangerous witness and ridiculous love are irresistible. Father, would you empower every person that calls Eastview home uh, to be a fearless Christ follower, to, be a to have a dangerous witness, and to love ridiculously in this moment. Heavenly Father, would you be glorified? Would your light shine in every dark place, uh, inside and outside of this church? Uh, would truth be revealed? Would justice be served? And... Um, Heavenly Father, we trust all of this to you because this is your church, because you are the king, because you are on the throne, uh, and we believe that absolutely. Lord, we love you, and we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen.